0: Hey, I'm Teague and I'm Sam and this is Well-Informed Girlfriends bringing you today's news, gossip, and unsolicited hot takes. <music> this week we're talking about the Chinese spy balloon, the insanity of the new chat bot everyone is talking about, chat GPT, and grocery store prices being higher than ever before.
1: We're also talking about the latest trends in online dating and who's still using the apps. We know I am. (laughs) A study on how what you eat could be affecting your depression. And my favorite story of the week, Bold February. Yes,
0: love it. We love a Bold February moment. Speaking of bold choices. (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk about the Chinese spy balloon. Insane. I know. This has been such a saga. And if you haven't been following... We get it. TLDR at first came over America in like Alaska area on Saturday, January 28th. Then left on the 30th, popped back in to Idaho casually the 31st. Then floated over on Montana on the 1st. And this is when the shit sort of hit the fan, if you will. Yeah. And That's- this spy balloon is from China. We know that. Yes. Verified. The Pentagon has said. Um, And like once the spy balloon was over Montana, they started freaking out because we have an Air Force base there that maintains inter- um, intercontinental ballistic missiles and so they were like oh no what do we do and they debated shooting it down and decided against it because if it goes down it's like I think somebody I think the New York Times said it's like three school buses of like size of stuff that would go down so they decided not to shoot it down um for days, and so for days, and people were like outside seeing it. I had a girlfriend in Kansas City tell me she saw it over her backyard. Like oh my not, gosh. It's, it's high up there. It's not like directly over her backyard, but you could see it from the ground. Um, and so, That's anyways, it floated around the country for days, and then they finally shot it down when it went off shore on Saturday um, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So that has been a saga. Like people are mad about it for various reasons. Right. One is that it was like loud, but like also the Pentagon has said, and like, you know, this is what they're saying. Apparently they took action to protect their information from being gathered while well, it was floating over the United States. Sure. Sure. I don't know. They also said, like, they reverse engineered it to get information about what they were spying with. They canceled diplomatic appearances with China. Like, it's been a whole saga. It's kind of
1: scary. I know it is. But also, I mean, like, it's just a balloon. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's just a balloon.
0: But it also, (laughs) is like, what is it doing? You know, if it's collecting data and, you know, and,
1: like, getting information on our military, it's a little scary.
0: Yeah, that is true. And so they... Oh, you know, they're apparently going out into the water, or they did yesterday, I can't remember exactly, to recover the information from the balloon. I don't right. know if it has like a black box the way airplanes do, but... They're hoping that they'll glean some information about the Chinese spying mission. It's um,
1: also yeah. pretty awkward. Like, if you're going to spy on us, maybe get something a little less obvious than a big,
0: huge, school bus-sized balloon. <laughs> Multiple
1: school buses. It's like, what? Like, you're going to be inconspicuous? I know.
0: I'm sure this is getting me, like, blacklisted from China for even talking about it. But That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I mean, it's unhinged. And it's, like, weird because it just feels like the least... Subtle way of doing it. That's what I'm saying
1: It's like so obvious And also I feel like You could If you're really trying to spy Which I'm sure They're already doing this But like yeah. Look on everybody's social media Everybody sure has so much that. Information out here I know So easy to stalk people As we know I know, you know I'm like, great
0: at it Frankie. Same It's
1: one of my Favorite pastimes <laughs> Exactly And I'm so good And I just feel like They could be doing that They don't have to be
0: so obvious Just chill I know but I'm hey. sure they're looking For more information Than whatever I have On my Instagram But Right No that's fair but yeah, no. So okay, that's the that's the wow. Chinese spy balloon. That's the spy balloon. More. Apparently, there's another one over um, Latin America as well. So it's really, it's honestly, a it's a really like, weird way of collecting information. It's but. scary too because it's like we're all
1: kind of like thinking about it. Like it's funny because there was an SNL sketch on. Yeah. it. Like it's like funny. bone Yang did it on SNL. Oh, he was great. By the way, you should so watch it so funny. If you it's a funny it. sketch. Watch it on YouTube. <laughs> but it is crazy. Like it's like we're making it this like funny thing. But yeah. It's,
0: like it is kind and of serious. really invasive. Yeah, yeah. it definitely and, is. I mean, like, and in terms of surveillance tactics, it is not very graceful. No, so I'm sure there are other ways that they're surveilling for. I mean, like, in every major country actually does some level of spying. So right, but yeah, so that's that's that. Well, I mean, we'll see where it takes us. I do think it will hurt Chinese American relations in yeah. terms of like diplomatic. Yeah, because it's like um, just relations. tell me.
1: Oh, you want some info?
0: Like, let's talk about it. You well, don't have to make make a big balloon right exactly so i mean we'll see what happens next but yeah um anyways let's talk about grocery store prices
1: oh my gosh sam i wanted to talk about this this week because my favorite items at the grocery store have gone up in price so much i can't buy them anymore yeah you were saying your
0: favorite soup my favorite soup
1: my panera quart (laughs) size soup used to be 6.99 last year guess how much it is $12.99. $12.99. Oh my goodness. You kidding me? I could get a you pick two at Panera. I was for gonna that. say you
0: could literally go to Panera for that price. I
1: was like, are you in like it's crazy? So, anyways, we wanted to talk about it. Um, food inflation is outpacing overall inflation still. So in the year of 2022, food went up like 10%. Um, and grocery store prices rise 12%, and menu prices are still jumping. So if you go out Naturally. to eat, that's also, you know, going up because it's like, you know. A result of grocery prices as mm-hmm. well, um, so these numbers just keep going up. I have, to, I have a feeling though that it's going to have to go down because I can't, like, even just me as an example, I can no longer buy those items, so they're going to have to go down in price, right?
0: I mean, one would hope. We'll see. I feel like it's very rare for things to just go down. Oh, my God. It, but it has yes. to. I mean, but, of course, like, you know, all these numbers are crazy because overall inflation is, like, only 7%. So right. So to have them all go up so much more right, is just unhinged. But, I mean, like, there are a couple different things at play here, right? Right. Right. Yeah. It is – There's a few things.
1: Like, it's extreme weather. They blame – um diseases impacting crops and livestock supply chain complications and I also just kind of feel like and this might just be the cynic in me but I feel like it's sometimes a little bit of like an opportunist yeah thing no, by I'm these kind of grocery chains because I feel like they see this happening the eggs
0: that's insane it's an insane story on its yeah. own the egg prices <laughs> are like crazy but yeah, I don't know. I do think part of it is that, or like trying to recoup the cost of what they lost, like restaurants may have lost over the pandemic. Right. I feel like that's what's happening, frankly, Which, with even like Ticketmaster stuff too. Oh like my all gosh. these celebrities that couldn't tour are now like oh charging hundreds and hundreds of dollars for tickets. It's like,
1: insane. I, I mean, think it's that's part so it expensive. Ticket prices have gone through the roof. But it's like, there has to be, that's what I'm saying, there has to be a a cap, right? Right. Because thing. people literally can't afford that stuff. Anyways, I don't know. Do you think prices affect you at the grocery store? Like, do you realize something oh, yeah, changes sure. price and then you don't buy it?
0: Yeah. Most definitely. Like my favorite bread is now like $6 or something what? unhinged. So now I'm like, all right, I guess I'm not buying that anymore. It's no. kind of unfortunate because it's like you want to buy things that are healthier. And not yeah. Things are Get the things you like. Get, Get the, the things, things you like. I know. It's yeah. just so crazy. Or like, I mean, I've always, we've talked about this on the pod before. I'm like a couponer and I'm yeah. always like looking for a deal too. So it's not like I'm not cognizant of it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm like really hopeful that some of it goes down because it's so pricey. It's crazy. It's literally insane for sure. Um, okay, now we're gonna talk about chat
1: GPT. Oh my gosh, this is Teague's favorite. It's thing. taking over, but honestly, it's so cool. <laughs> if you guys haven't used this Chat GPT app yet, it's it's basically. Um, An app that you can get on your phone or probably your computer, too. It basically uses AI, artificial intelligence technology, to answer questions, prompts. It can write essays. It can help you write, like, a script, a screenplay. Like, it's insane, like, what it can come up with. You just, like, put in a few words and it, like, generates a whole story. Like, it's kind of insane. Um, But basically now there's a big debate if this should be able – if kids should be able to use this in school. So – some educators are saying that it could be used for educational purposes sort of like help kids make outlines and stuff, but um other people are saying it should be banned. But it's kind of impossible to ban it. even if you ban it in school, you can still use it at home. You can home. still use it at home. Yeah. You can still use it on your own devices. It just seems like really hard to regulate.
0: I suppose so. I'm like I vacillate on how I feel about this too because I felt like when we were younger, they were like, you'll never have a calculator in your pocket at all times. Right. And then we sure surely did have a calculator That's in our pocket. So all funny. I actually, have multiple calculators in my pocket at all times. However, the one thing that worries me saying that it will help kids generate an outline and then they can put it in themselves, like sure. But I think part of learning to write an essay, and this oh, is the yeah. English teacher in me, is being able to generate that outline. 100 percent like a structure and like make an argument that's the hardest part that's the hardest part of the outline honestly in my opinion and like you know i was an english major takes writer like that i feel pretty strongly that they like you should have to learn how to do that oh yeah before using ChatGPT, like listen i fully am fine with people who have already learned these important critical lessons as like adults doing it i'm just worried about kids because it's like I don't if know. If you're just copy pasting Yeah, it's like never everything. learning to add and subtract because you have a calculator and that can never, do it.
1: Right. Never learning how to write an email
0: because you get it prompted on chat GPT. Exactly. And I just think that that's doing yourself a disservice. Right. And kind of like dumbing us all down a little bit. So right. So that's, that's kind of how I feel
1: about it. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I could go either way on this. Like I do feel like it's really helpful and like it can get the ball rolling if you need like mm-hmm. help on whatever, X, Y, Z. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I think you're right. I think for kids, but it's also like, are we just like old people now that are like, oh, I'm worried about the kids on social media? You know? I like, mean,
0: and listen, we've done multiple stories about how we are worried about kids on social media. So right, like maybe but we I'm we just are saying, bold. maybe we just don't know, I know. You know. Maybe we don't. But I feel like forming an argument, if you have a machine do it for you, you, ne- you don't have to learn how to do it then. Right. And to me, that feels like a critical part of like, critical thinking not just being a writer right just being like able like to debate something when having like an intro and three points and making right. them like that to me feels like a life skill you should <laughs> totally have. well and like you, and it's the same I feel the same way about like learning to add and subtract even though right. I have a calculator I mean I have to understand the buil- the building blocks of like totally how math worked no now I've never used calculus as an adult I've needed to find the volume of a sin like some sort of curve that I rotated around an axis <laughs> zero times <laughs> As an adult, but like I do have to, you know, understand how to find percentages and stuff. And I think yeah. that this kind of, to me, feels like the the writing and argument equivalent of that. Totally, yeah, it definitely
1: is. And like stuff like being able to write and like form your own opinions, like that. You know, you could say like, oh yeah, well I can just do Chat GPT on most of the writing things I do, but you still need to have critical thinking when you're having an argument with a partner yeah. or at work. You're asking for a raise in person. You know, you do yeah. need to be able to use language in a way. That's you know, compelling. On your own, that's even compelling.
0: Yeah, even if the machine tells you. I mean, and that's the other thing, too. I have no idea. We, we've we used ChatGPT not to write this pod hilariously, though. although we should. We, <laughs> should we consider? No, I'm just kidding. And I've seen a lot of people, you know, saying that ChatGPT will change the way writers are viewed as. And so maybe this is partially my bias. I'm very, you know, concerned about all that. But realistically, I think especially for young people, that's definitely worth considering. Yeah, um, no, I definitely agree. Okay, let's talk. Bold February. Oh my God. Bold February. So I saw this TikTok earlier this week and texted it to Teague, like all caps. We've got to do this. It's from user Cassidy Nash Davis. She was talking about how her and her friends did this thing called Bold February. And what LA manifestation BS is this, you might ask? Wonderful. Would love to explain. (laughs) The concept is basically a riff on the luckiest girl in the world syndrome we talked about last week. Um, It's like where you believe you're lucky and therefore you allegedly become lucky. Yeah. Bold February is when you act boldly all month, asking guys out, setting new work boundaries, having open and honest, frank conversations with your friends. And like just believing it will all work out.
1: I love it. I know. I love, love it. it too.
0: We're gonna do it. We'll report back.
1: Yeah, like I love having like an excuse to be bold, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like we don't need that, I feel like men have it every day. I know this is the idea is just <laughs> that the guy, that's just like <laughs> their personality. But we I think sometimes need like an excuse yeah. and like a
0: prompt and For like sure. an inspiration to be an bold. assignment, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, oh my god, great. I love it. I did like love this. I do too. So we're boldly going into February, ladies. Boldly going into
1: February. And what are we going to do? Do you have any goals? Have oh my set? gosh.
0: I mean, like I have year-long goals. We've discussed these a little bit, but I'm like trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up, make some friends, like, yeah. you know, all of the above, but I'm boldly going to do that this month. What yeah. about you? I love it. Um, I just um,
1: joined – this is – the douchiest thing I've done, but I joined Soho House in LA. So I'm going to boldly start going there. I yes, want to make some gonna new friends. We're going to boldly make some friends. Yeah, make some friends and um, maybe, you know, go out on some dates. Who knows? Yes, you know, we bold. love it. And maybe I'll
0: ask some guys out. Yes. You know, let's us. find some cute guys for T to ask out. Yeah. Slide into those DMs, people. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm actually the one sliding because it's bold. That's fed. right. Okay. Text tea, some guys. She should slide into <laughs> DMs. I'm just joking. Okay. I want to talk about this next story because I am fascinated by this concept. So a new study on depression found that how you feel might actually be related to what you're eating, which like I makes think makes so, so kind much of, sense. Yeah. Like you kind of knew that already, we know, but that. specifically it looked at your like microbiome in your yeah. gut and found that like several types of bacteria increased or decreased um, people's symptoms of depression. Oh, yeah, that makes so much sense, to right? Me. Because like when I'm depressed, I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna eat this Kraft mac and cheese, and, literally, like, be sad in a corner, and then I feel worse, worse. instead of better. Yeah, duh, Sam. But so yeah. this study found that a lot of Agarthelia, Thella, Ag- I don't actually know how to say it. Please Google it. Agarthella? Let's go with Ag- agarthella Okay, but it's a specific type of bacteria. It's often in the guts of people who have depression, and it found that like. Changing it might trigger your depressive symptoms naturally and somewhat disappointingly. The silver bullet to fixing this is just, like, eating plenty of fiber, like, fruits, vegetables, and, like, not excess sugar. Okay. So TLDR, if you're depressed, try eating healthy, and it might help. I'm not yeah. saying it'll cure depression, obviously, but yeah, well that'll um, be interesting. It could reduce like symptoms, so yeah. that's and I fully like as someone who has clinical depression, definitely believe that that is true because yeah. I know when I eat healthier, I do tend to feel better. better. I love that. Yeah, for I sure. love it. No, that's dope. Uh, okay, next story also about eating because this is crazy too. Apparently, another study found obesity might cause changes in your brain similar to Alzheimer's. Oh my gosh. I know. Isn't that yes. crazy? Uh, mostly like midlife, being okay. overweight and midlife is linked to it. Okay. Um, and it shows that people who are obese and those with Alzheimer's have common areas of the brain that are in, smaller in size. Uh-huh. And this is all, according to the study, possibly due to a neurodegenerative process, meaning like the nerve cells in those areas might experience damage and could be dying. And, like, it can't show that obesity is causing the thinning in those areas, but it, like, makes sense that controlling the weight of your body could be a way to reduce those risks. So that's also something worth considering.
1: That's interesting. And I know. It's
0: like your brain could I be mean, shrinking the same way it does for Alzheimer's if you are overweight. So well, that's worth
1: yeah, it does make sense, too, because I feel like whenever, you know, there's extra, we carry around extra body weight, I yeah. feel like our body does have to work harder. You know, our organs have to work harder, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. our skeletal, everything has to work harder. So it does make sense that putting, you know, having extra weight could potentially also strain your brain. We For don't sure. think about our brain in, as like in terms an organ of life. Of life. Yeah, but that we need
0: to maintain. I know it's as important it's as important as heart health, I think. So. Right. Oh, my God. If not, Well, I don't know about more, but maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because if you're in a good –
1: Yeah, if you're in a good mental state.
0: You're more likely to keep the rest of you going. I think. I feel like that's true. I don't know if that's true. Don't fact check that. Don't fact check (laughs) it. We made that up. (laughs) We might have made that up, but (laughs) that's fine. Speaking of potentially made up stories, I love this one from Matthew McConaughey. Okay, what is it? It's just so silly, and therefore I want to believe that it is true. Um, Apparently Matthew McConaughey – was convinced to do the film How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days by one of those street fortune tellers on Sunset in Hollywood. Of course he was. Allegedly, he recounted this whole story to Vanity Fair in honor of the movie's, wait for it, 20th anniversary. Insane. If you can believe it. Um, He said he'd been walking down the street, thinking about whether or not you should take the role, and then a, quote, fortune teller guru, end quote, approached him and said, quote, there's a movie you're considering right now. It's a romantic comedy You have to do this, or it will be one of the biggest regrets of your life. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be an incredible experience, and it's going to make a bunch of money. Wow. (laughs) He joked in this interview that he thought the studio had hired that guy to trick him. Yeah. But ultimately, obviously, it did work out. It was like, you know, it's a movie we've all seen. It's lasted for 20 years. And of course, he did make a bunch of money, cemented him in the early rom-com. odd rom-com hall of fame right so it's just like one of those things
1: but I just thought that was the funniest yeah, story. that is
0: really funny <laughs> I, I love
1: that. Matthew McConaughey and I know kind I of really
0: like, hope it's true this feels
1: very kooky in him and on brand for him it definitely <laughs> feels on brand for you him know? so there's that's that okay next story so next story is about de-influencing is going viral so what does that mean for the future of influencers and what does
0: de-influencing mean Oh, my gosh. I love this idea because it talks about the concept of, like, overconsumption. It has, okay. like, 76 million views on TikTok. Okay. Um, but basically, they're telling the truth on TikTok, these influences are, about everything that they bought, that, that TikTok made me buy it, you know, right. theme. And more often than not, they're telling them, like, not to buy specific items.
1: Um, oh, okay. So, so, de-influencing is going on TikTok and being, like... This
0: I bought and hated it.
1: Yeah. Okay. But it's
0: also big picture, I think, asking people to look at how much we're buying and what we really need. Okay. So it's kind of like minimalism, but like not really. Right. It's okay. just like fighting over consumption, which I kind of like the idea of because I feel like how often do you just like mindlessly order something on Amazon?
1: Yeah. Well, and now all of our social media sites are so owned by the brands <sighs> that are
0: advertising on them. I know. And the like... algorithm gets me. It just knows what I'm looking for. Yeah. And it so... listens to
1: us all the time. I know, it's all and like it listening. totally knows. And sometimes I'm almost like, why aren't you showing me the pair of shoes I keep talking about? Like, okay. find them. <laughs> So sometimes
0: I am like relying on the search bot to yeah. figure it out I have, for So me. I have 3 weddings to attend this year and I keep being like why have I not found the perfect dress on Instagram is that popping up Instagram. No, or it's giving me the perfect dress that's $300 I'm like why aren't you finding me the perfect $75 dress? You know exactly <laughs> what's in my bank
1: account. I know you do.
0: So get it together Instagram. Anyway, anyways, balloons, <gasps> speaking Instagram. of the apps, we love it. We love apps. There is a new survey from Pew Research Center talking about who is looking for love or whatever they're looking for on the dating apps. Okay. who's Who's doing it? So, okay. More than half of all adults under the age of 30 have used a dating app. Okay. Tinder is the most popular. What? Still? Still. What? About half of all U.S. adults who date online say they've used Tinder. Match oh. and Bumble are the second and third most popular choices, which, by the way, blows my mind because um, Hinge is the best. Hinge is the best. By I think everyone, anecdotally, Here, I've talked but to. But also, we live in a really big city. That's true. I
1: think if you're in a smaller city, or maybe you're in the, like the Midwest, or like maybe you're in a smaller place, right, right. Match and Bumble do make more sense because Bumble is kind of like you know. I don't know True But match makes more sense Because match is like Very like That's all demographics That's all
0: demos Everyone can use it Yeah It's very
1: like curated And like Mm -hmm. You really It's like intentional
0: dating Yeah For sure And I will say that The survey said Older people The 50 and above people Mostly use match And eHarmony That makes sense I know. So I'll have to tell my – I'll have to tell Betsy. Be like, mom, I'm telling you. Got to get on there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I I always had a feeling that Hinge is the best. For a while, I was doing Raya, but I like um, Hinge because it's so nice. It like nails everything down for you. It's like you can see all the big bullet points, like what is your political affiliation, even though I don't totally always care, but it's Mm -hmm. just like good to know for context. Like, what's your job? Where'd you go to school? Where
0: are you from? You can, like, learn so much, like, so quickly. It's, right. like, very nice. I'm with you. I feel like I liked Bumble's interface, but I think the 24-hour time limit made it more difficult. And by the way, Bumble. for the uninitiated, can you explain Raya really quick? Oh, is just, like,
1: a silly – it's another one of those, like, LA um, things. LA <laughs> thing. But I guess it's in big cities. It's it like, is. It's, like, a membership thing, and you have to, like, know somebody to get on it. And sometimes you'll see celebrities – like diplo pops up occasionally and like, people <laughs> like that like but it's nothing it's no, it's it's actually not that great of a dating app really no i've met some
0: like interesting people on there but i think hinge is kind of where it's at i agree i met my boyfriend on hinge so i'm biased but anyways this survey says 44% of online daters are looking for long-term partners only and then 40%, that's only 4% less of people are interested in casual dating want casual sex, and 22% are, quote, just interested in friendship. Get Why are you on the dating, dating apps?
1: apps. I, Anyways. That is a thing on Raya where you, it, it can say like J- here just for friends.
0: It's like. Get off. Th- go to go the park. Go Like make friends somewhere else. Go this to the is not for store. that. Yeah. This so is not dumb. what this is. So irritating. Anyways, yeah. unsurprisingly, more men are using apps to seek out casual sex. I think we all could have. Right. Anyone with half a brain cell knows that. Right. And then, yeah, one in ten adults who are in committed partnerships say they met on an online dating service. Wow. App. One in
1: ten. I guess that's just what we're doing. That and is, like.
0: I know in the beginning dating
1: apps felt so cringy, but now it's, like, literally quite – I think that's, like, the only way to meet people, especially if you're not in your hometown. Yeah, and I'd also argue it's better and easier. Why? It's, like, better – I mean, I don't know. It sounds cool to, like, have a meet cute, you know, like, at a bar or something and, like, Mm -hmm. meet someone organically. But honestly, like – Then you have to go home and stalk them. Like (laughs) Hinge does it all for you. It makes it so much easier. I can like – I don't have to find out, you know, you have skeletons in the closet like later down the line. I can just literally Google you before I even meet
0: you and decide if that's like something I want to do. So I don't know. I just feel like, yeah. I mean like listen, I'm a boyfriend on Hinge. I am a proponent of online dating, especially like what I ran into was I don't have a huge... When I first moved out here, I didn't have a huge network. And I still, to this day, don't have a giant network. Yeah. um And so I felt like it made it easier. And it's just... Yeah. I also feel like... And this is getting into a whole other thing. But I feel like it's harder to approach people in person nowadays. Yeah. Because
1: we spent two years not talking to yeah, people. Yeah.
0: And so I think that's, like, harder yeah. in general. That's fair. Honestly, I feel like that has changed. We'll do a story. We should do a story about that We should do a story week, about that. Because it is interesting. It's, like,
1: totally changed.
0: Right. And so I think... online dating nowadays is just easy and par for the course yeah that's what we're doing that's what everyone's doing that's what we're doing so this has been our episode this week thank you so much for listening I'm Sam Kubota you can find me on Instagram at Samantha Kubota
1: and I'm Teague Julie Panko you guys can find me at Teague DP you can find us at One Form Girlfriends and that's it
0: that's it see you guys next week week.
1: Bye. bye